Hello and welcome to Calling All Cars from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Copyrighted program created by the Rio Grande Oil Company. Oakland Police calling all cars, attention all cars, wanted for murder. A man described as follows Medium build, has black hair, blue eyes. approximately 10,000 miles during 1937. Police cars of Los Angeles will each travel 80,000 miles during 1937. Any kind of gasoline will get you over 10,000 miles if you buy enough of it, but any kind of gasoline will not give you the remarkable performance police cars get. Rio Grande Crack is the gasoline of police car performance. Los Angeles police cars have used it exclusively year after year. This is likewise true of Oakland, Berkeley, Fresno, Santa Barbara, San Diego, Orange County, San Diego County, Maricopa County, Arizona, and many, many other cities and counties. Yes, more police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other emergency equipment use Rio Grande Crack gasoline wherever it is sold than any other brand. This is because it is cracked into tiny atoms by the famous patented Sinclair cracking process. These broken up atoms burn more readily and more completely. You get quicker starting and greater power just as police cars do. And you need less Rio Grande cracked gasoline to travel 10,000 miles. Don't be satisfied during 1937 with slow burning, sluggish gasoline. Make it a year of flashing police car performance. Start tomorrow using Rio Grande cracked gasoline. Ask your nearest independent Rio Grande dealer. Our pleasure at this time to present once again Chief Bodie Walman of the Oakland Police Department, who will speak to you from our studios at KSFO in San Francisco. Chief Walman. Good evening. Tonight, calling all cars brings you another story from the files of the Oakland Police Department. A story of one more individual who thought that he could commit a crime and get away with it. That he was wrong, you will hear for yourself a little later. Right now, I would like to point out how vitally important it is for you, as citizens, to cooperate with your police force in every way. A great many people have the idea that a policeman... If just a man with a badge, he stands on the corner lying in wait to give you a ticket for parking. A man who has nothing better to do than to direct you to the curb when you violate some traffic law and give you a citation to appear in court. And you don't like it. You feel angry about it. But if you stop and reflect, didn't you feel just the same way about your instructor in school? Yet now that you're out of school, you realize 
point that I'm trying to bring out tonight is the policeman is a person who dedicates his life to advise and protect you. When he stops, questions, or arrests you, it's because you're doing something that may endanger your own life or property or that of someone else's life, limb, or property. He is performing his sworn duty as a peace officer. So when you think of the police, think of them not as your enemies, but as your friends. In closing, may I say, good night, and a happy and prosperous new year to all. September 1934. Patrolman O'Brien of the Oakland Police Department, detailed to the city park, walks a leisurely beat along the edge of a small pool filled with water lilies. To his way of thinking, this is the perfect day. Warm, clear, nothing to worry about, more than keeping people off the ground. But as he rounds a turn in the winding park pathway, he hears a strangely discordant note. The sound of a child sobbing. His curiosity aroused, Patrolman O'Brien decides to investigate. Here, here, here now. What's all this crying about, young fella? Oh, no, now, hold on a minute. This is no way for a big lad like you to be carrying on. Where's your mother? You don't know. Oh, then, then you must be lost, is that it? Oh, no, no. Daddy, why, why? Oh, well, well, now, now, come on now. You'll never find him this way. Now, now, I'll tell you what. You, you'll be after stopping that car in there, and, and, and I'll take you to look for your daddy. He'll probably be around here somewhere. Well, nevertheless, I, I think we can find him all right. That is, if, if you'll stop that car, and help me look for him. Soderbergh, 
a reporter on the Oakland Tribune and his photographer companion Edward Rogers, during the Velocity incident, decide to go out and tell their road address and get a human interest yarn. But when they arrive there, they are met with a strange scene. Three small children huddled on the front porch. A girl of 11, a boy of about six, and little Ronald, the reason for their being there. Looks like a reception committee, Ed. Yeah, maybe the other two heard we were going to shoot pictures and hurried over. Always a sinner, guys, you on. Why not? Maybe you got something here at that. Come on, let's see what the huddle's about. Okay. Where are your parents? I don't know. Is this little Ronald? Yes. How did you know his name? Well, I'll tell you what. If I tell you how I knew not Ronald's name, can we shoot a picture of him? What for? For the papers. Oh. Well, could you tell me where Mommy and Daddy are? No, I'm afraid not. You see, that's what we came out here for. To see them and to get a story about Ronald having been lost in the park. Lost in the park? When? Today. We, uh, he was found there with a note pinned on him with his name and address on it. That's how we came to know about him. But, where's Mummy's then? Or Daddy? This is beginning to sound like a Chinese puzzle, George. You said it. Look, little girl, who are you? Francis Turner. Ronald's my little brother. And this little man is your brother, too? Mm-hmm. That's Daddy. Now, maybe you'd better tell us where you came from, uh, this afternoon. It's a movie. Daddy came to school and he gave me 50 cents and told me to take Bobby to his show. He said he didn't want us to come home for lunch either to get it at school. So you went to a movie and then what happened? Well, we came home and, and found Ronald here in the yard all around. He was crying. Well, what was he crying about? Oh, he talked. What did you expect to find on it? I found a note on the door that it didn't say where Mummy was. Have you got it? Yes, sir. It's still on the door there. Now, wait a minute, Sir. I think what it says. Gone for the day. It's a great help. Gone for the day. Something we didn't know. Look, Ed, I think you'd better see if we can get into the house and take a look around. It's getting too cold outside for these kids anyway. All right, with me, it's too cold for even a photographer. Could you help us get in? <laughs> we'll do our best, young lady. You just try to keep Ronald under control, and Mr. Rogers and I will show you the fix of help stretching. Right, Edward? Correct. Now, the first thing to do is try the door. See if it's locked, you know. This I case it is. Right. Now, if I were a fireman, I might be tempted to use an axe in the door, but not being a fireman, I won't. Look, George, uh, what would you think about skipping the narrative and just sort of getting in the house, huh? Oh, you don't like my little lecture. No, I don't. All right, I'm not so fond of it myself. Come on, let's look around by the back door. The slot, then I think you might be justified in removing it from the change. Yeah, sure, anything you say. Only will you stop sounding like a reporter trying to write a novel and get underway? I'm beginning to turn to ice. Accordingly, the two men, accompanied by three small figures, make a complete journey around the house, flying windows, doors, anything that might afford a means of entrance. And finally, as a last resort, they decide to unhinge the back door. Okay, thanks. Come on, Ed. Hey, 
What in the name of all of them did I sleep? Uh, is this the way your house always looks? Oh, no, sir. I never saw everything all upset like this. My mama kept it neat always. Well, look, you better stay back here with your brothers while we take a look. Take a look at something else. Oh. Uh, I'll tell you later. Will you do that for me now? Oh, all right. Come on. Hmm. Exactly. Well, you look at the furniture. All shoved around. Looks like an earthquake stuck. Uh, unless I miss my guess considerably, it wasn't an earthquake. It did this. Well, what are you driving at, George? i got a funny feeling there's been a sweet battle of some sort in here. I've had that feeling ever since we stepped in the house. Something screwy in Denmark. Think we ought to call the police? Yeah. we better do that first thing and then take a good look around. Listen, Ed, we've got to keep those kids out of here. I may be all wet, but in just in case I'm not. Yeah, I know what you mean. Let's call the station. <laughs> Contact Chief Wallman of the Oakland Police. He tells him of their discovery. And a short time later, Police Inspectors Evans and Summers arrive at the Delta Road address. Are met by Carterberg and Rogers, who, while waiting, have uncovered some interesting things. When we called the inspector, it was only on a hunch because of the furniture's condition and all. But since then, I've looked around, and now I'm sure something's wrong. Oh. Well, in the first place, there were about three... In the first place, there were about three... In the first place, there were about three cases here on the floor where someone had tried to remove some kind of stains with a wet cloth. See? Not a very thorough job of cleaning. Hmm, that's what I thought. Probably whoever did it was in a hurry. Yeah. Now, here's the baby that made me sure of everything. Steam pipe. Just about right for the blackjack. And if you look closely, I think you can see some dried blood on the end there. It sure looks like it all right. Now, if you're satisfied that someone's been hurt around here, I'll tell you why. I think it's a murder. Murder? Yeah, a murder. Come here. Over here by the bed. You see what's behind it? Sure. Small closet. Unless my education's been sadly neglected, closets are closets aren't usually nailed shut, and this one is. The two nice new shiny nails. Hey, did you push this bed up against the door, or was it that way? It was just like it is now, shoved up tight against the closet. Well, looks like the thing to do now is to look inside and see what's there. Right. I got a claw hammer. Pick it up so to have it ready when you arrive. Good. Yeah. Let's have it. Here you are. You better push that bed out of the way so we can get at it. Yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. I'll make a hole here. Push it oh, out. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. I can get at these nails now. This is bad. The kids over the hand. Yeah. Ronald, he leaves out in the yard while he does the job inside. No, Ronald beats it. 
All right, boys. We've done a good job of reconstruction. All we've got to do is to find Tanner. You got any ideas along that line? Not yet, Chief. And the first thing you'd better do is to check the files and see if he has a past record. Meanwhile, I'm going to have Inspector Goodnight check with every police bureau for the same thing. If we don't get anything that way, we'll have to start from scratch, and that means plenty of work. Thus, within 12 hours of the crime, every available bit of police machinery is set into motion. Every police identification bureau in the United States notified and set for the record. And in less than 36 hours, Chief Wallman begins to get results. Bulletin number 25543. Louis Tanner arrested here in November 1912 in Stowaway. Fined five pounds or seven days. This is the only record we have. New Zealand police. Oakland police find record files on one Louis Tanner as follows. December 1912, arrested here in Stowaway. Found ten pounds or four weeks of hard labor. Took four weeks. This is the only record we have of him under that name. Newcastle police. a record on Tanner, Chief Wallman. Pretty well since it out here, too. Good. What is it? On August 8th of this year, he tried to attack his wife with a butcher knife, and she had him thrown in jail here. Then she changed her mind. Got him out on bail, and he forfeited it. That was only last month. Oh, so he gets him out on bail, and he turns around and murders her. My business. He's got a good description of him on the booking slip. Planted. Him? Yes, sir? If Tanner's description from the files and has circulars printed and sent out to every possible point. Yes, sir. Also, you'd better teletype the description to every police station and ask the heads to issue it to every one of their men with orders to arrest and hold for us if located. So, with a full description of the wanted man and a thin lead as to his habits, Chief Wallerman issues precise orders to his assistant. Keeps the manhunt running smoothly, efficiently. Out to every police substation, to every sheriff's office in the country, goes a circular reading. Wanted for murder, Lewis Tanner. 51 years of age, medium build, black hair, blue eyes, weight approximately 150. If found, arrest, hold, and notify Oakland police immediately. And up the Oakland harbor front, Inspectors Evans and Summers with a squad of six men mingled with a crowd of sailors, laborers, stevedores. Even a less watch for the crime of their party, wife killer, Lewis Tanner. Got as much chance to spot him in this mob as have him walk in and give himself up. Yeah, especially when he knows we've been looking for him by now, and he's probably disguised himself in some way. Well, doesn't do any harm to look around. Might get lucky all of a sudden. Yeah, he means just to be different, eh? Something like that.
for me. You're the foreman of this camp? We are. Well, you come to the right person, all right. My name's Harvey. Inspector Evans, the Oakland Police, Mr. Harvey. This is Inspector Summers. What's the what's matter? Something wrong? Priests don't usually pay calls on this camp. Oh, so we're just checking up on the man who works for you, Louis Tanner. You know him? Tanner? Sure, sure. I know him, all right. And he isn't around here today, is he? Nope. Matter of fact, he didn't show up at all this morning. Funny, too, on the camp. He's uh, most of the time right here on the job. He must be sick or something. Well, now, that's too bad. We sort of hope to have a little chat with him. But of course, if he's sick, well, I guess we'll have to make it another time. He, he wasn't looking for him for any particular reason, was he? No, just wanted to talk to him. But if he shows up, you might give us a call at the police station. Just say that Tanner's back to work and we'll get the message. Sure, 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 thing. I imagine he'll be back tomorrow or so. Oh, fine. And incidentally, uh, you don't have to mention the fact that we were here. Mm. That is, in case he does come back. Yeah. We want to surprise him. That right, Summers? Huh? Oh, sure. Yeah, that's right. Surprise him. Well, then, I'll let you know when he comes back. That's fine. Come on, yeah. Summers. Let's get back to town. Well, so long. Come back sometime when I turn the place. Hey, what's the idea of playing games with that old bird, Evans? Telling him that we didn't want Tanner by any particular reason. Just an idea. Thought maybe if we kept him in the dark, he might possibly know where Tanner was and let us know. Oh, we can never tell when people are going to do funny things. However, don't think anything will come of this trip. Come on, let's jump off. Okay, what's stopping us? After place, and no sign is found of the missing killer. Suspects are picked up by alert policemen in every city. Question turn loose again when they have proved their identity. Hours stretch on into the beginning of the second day. Each tiny lead is run down before being discarded. And as the second day gives way tonight, Lewis Tanner is still at large. All that night and the following week, outbound ships are taken from stem to stern for stowaways, answering the description of the hunted man. And although many ships divulge a human cargo for inspection, Tanner is not among any of them. It is nearly two years later. In Oakland, the once indignant citizens have forgotten the brutal Tanner's playing. Newspapers have long since switched the focus of their attention to other things, to the news of the day. Only the Oakland police force still remember the crime and continue their efforts towards finding their man. Efforts have begin to seem futile as the months drag by. And in Seattle, Washington, Eddie Swanson, 13-year-old sister youth, and a young companion, trudge wearily along a windswept street. Coat, button tie against the bite of a bit of cold February night. Their thoughts run into the far-off summer more fishing. As they round the corner near Eddie's home, they pass one of the many straggling lines of human derelicts, waiting for a free handout in the red line. In the glare from an overhead street lamp, haggard faces reflect their owner's thoughts. Eyes staring at nothing. Fascinated by the sight, Eddie stands his face and turn. His 13-year-old imagination painting multicolored pictures in his mind. Suddenly he stops. He gazes for an instant at a face that seems vaguely familiar. Eyes the place. Failing to do so, he resumes his walking and a few blocks later reaches his own home. As he starts from the door, his memory suddenly flashes a message. Galvanizes his body into instant action. Oh, I remember. Oh, in here somewhere. I remember which 
Two weeks later, Judge Frank M. Austin of Alameda County sentenced him to the death penalty. An appeal to the California Supreme Court was denied in October, sealing the death warrant for Lewis Tanner murdering. And Eddie Swanson, the 13-year-old boy responsible for the arrest, was awarded the sum of $100 for his alertness. So ends the case of Oakland's famous murder. No matter what the age or make of your motor car, it deserves a thick and lubrication. Resolve to give it the finest you can buy during 1937. Resolve to use only Sinclair motor oils and juices. Go to your nearest independent Rio Grande dealer and ask for Sinclair, Pennsylvania, or Sinclair Opaline, two of the most completely de-waxed, de-jellied motor oils you can buy. And if you haven't tried Rio Grande cracked gasoline, you have a pleasant surprise in store for you. This quicker starting, faster accelerating, greater mileage gasoline will give you a new conception of performance, police car performance. That flashing type of performance the police cars, fire engines, and ambulances of Los Angeles, Oakland, and many, many other cities and counties get in their emergency equipment. Important changes in Calling All Cars radio schedules are explained in Calling All Cars News. Get a free copy tomorrow from your independent Rio Grande dealer. Thank you.